Hello and welcome. You're listening to the fourth episode of the About You podcast. And this week, we're shedding light on the physical dominance of the alpha man. This show is about you. It is based on the belief that we give ourselves better odds of winning when we approach life as a series of projects about you. And here's why. We don't need a home run to score. All we need is to get on base and take it from there. It is all about you. Whether you want to write a book, run a marathon, or simply start a career path that fulfills you. Join me as I teach us how to fail better, beat resistance, and reap the benefits that come from completing a dream project. Yeah, yeah, you guessed it. About you. I'm your host, Jamal Abdallah. Log in to jfm.org to get each episode about you released weekly. Remember, life in itself is about you. So how about we get right into it? Good? Good. On the critical factors of being a physical being is the ability we have to affect and change our environment. We do this through the use of our bodies. Today's society demands that to be an alpha man, you must put out much more energy than you used to in order to reach people. Society insulates itself from the interests of others. We walk around with iPods, sealed in our cars, locked off in conversation with people on our cell phones because we are WhatsApping and Facebooking. We have to actively reach into people's lives to connect with them. This is the true power of an alpha man. In humans, alpha man behavior and characteristics are still noticeable, although they may vary by social context. In a survey, women were shown a series of head-only photographs of men. They only picked those who were financially wealthy as attractive, better than 90% of the cases. However, wealth is not only the alpha male trait that is still out there. Height is often regarded as very desirable. <laughs> I know most people who are tall right now are like, yes, yes. Uh, tall men have been proven to be both more attractive to the opposite sex on the whole. Similarly, physically fit men do better than unfit men. Actual values of being good-looking are so subjective as to be particularly useless for demographic testing. The alpha can be physically powerful by his goal being dominance through acquisition and then protection. Research has shown that regardless of cultural background, a male who exhibits the traits of strong jaw, broad chin, and imposing bro will be found attractive by females. Upper body strength, wide shoulders, deep chest, and well-toned musculature uh, proclaim him capable of success through aggressive force, self-defense, or the protection of what is his broad shoulders, strong hands. I'm pretty sure you're like, are we talking about Superman here? No, we're not talking about Superman or Batman. But in truth, they do have the similarities I'm talking about. You see, trim hips, on the other hand, and long legs show the lower body strength that allows him to travel quickly and far on foot, indications of endurance. Most of these alpha traits are indicative of healthy levels of the male hormone testosterone. Among his other features, the alpha man is a born breeder. This is why men who cheat are forgiven more easily by women than those women who cheat. Yes, 
men are expected at a genetic level to need to seduce many women to ensure his dominant and successful characteristics are passed on to the future generations. It may not be socially acceptable, but it is a fact of our gender. We layer a lot of rational thought on top of our basic impulses, but the fact still remains that we still have a lot of unconscious motivations and needs. Women need to feel that a man is a good mate and desirable, not just think it or rationalize it logically. To review this, when it comes to physical attractiveness, there are some features that will make you more immediately visually appealing to women, like being tall, good physique, strong facial structures or features like chisel face, example of Batman and Superman, piercing eyes, but this can actually be learned and we'll cover this in our next podcast. Now, let's clear up all the misconceptions about the traits that I'm talking about. One, tallness. Well, while being tall is a good physical trait, not many guys realize that what this translates to in a woman's mind. When a man is physically taller than a woman, this provides a subconscious reassurance of protection for her. She feels better around tall guys because they imply physical security. A man that can protect her. (laughs) This can be overcome by amping up those other qualities that give her a feeling of satisfaction and security. Your confidence and overall fitness can overcome this as we've discussed earlier. Here are two more ways of compensating your height. One, develop your physical body as best as you can. Two, develop a strong sexual communication style. How do you do this? Get to the gym and work out. As we pick up a self-confidence skill, there is no excuse for not being in good physical shape. If you don't have enough time, what are you saying? Uh, Is it that you're not willing to make time? A strong communication style will reduce your height to her as a way to provide comfort and security. When you communicate your value without words, you will attract women on a subconscious level. Now, let's go to the physique. I can tell you of no better way to improve your self-confidence than to get in shape. Not the shape of an orange, mind you, the tone shape of a man that women are attracted to. Yani ukate kate, chonge chonge kiasi. I will normally not consider this as advanced topic worth covering, but I'm continually shocked at how little men care about their appearance. That means when you work out, kidogo, kidogo. Women are actually forgiving of men's physics to a point. As long as you are not extremely overweight, your body will probably not present a major obstacle. However, the benefits of achieving the kind of physical presence you desire will add an incredible amount of conviction to your attitude overall. Real men have lots and lots of hormones pumping into their bloodstream, not to the point of stupid brutish behavior like Hulk, but uh, enough to push them past some of the wimpy behaviors and be more assertive and aggressive when needed. And I've already made a pledge to myself that I will be around and in great health in 40 and more years. So when the rest of the heart is dying off, I'll still be around getting all the pussy they left behind. Now on to diet. We eat too much of the wrong things at the wrong times. 
that and exercise are the twin towers and twin powers of your overall health, both physically and as well as mentally. That saying about surgery, you are what you eat, is actually very literal. Eat a lot of fat and you get fat. Eat a lot of junk food and you turn into junk. Not to mention the mental benefits of the food you take in, which can help your brain function on the job and off. I attribute a lot of my mental sharpness to eating foods that don't slow down my mind. I've had a bag of fatty potato chips uh, that made me fall into a coma in the middle of the day where an apple managed to bring my energy level back from the dead. It's not hard to find a diet that works for you, by the way. Take the time to get a book from the library on basic nutrition. Learn how your body works. And if you need motivation, have a read in a medical journal about the horrible problems you will have later in life from nutritional problems and obesity. Or talk to someone who had surgery to try to fix a bad lifestyle. So sit down and plan out some exercise and diet goals for yourself over the next year. Plan them out month by month. Make sure you get targets for weight, body fat percentage, dietary balance of meals, times at the gym per week perhaps subscribe to men's health by far this is one of the best men's magazine available they cover everything from diet to fashion to exercise to sex um also set aside some time this week and check out the gyms in your area stop putting it off cut back on sodas immediately start eating more frequent meals each day and in smaller quantities also cut back on your caffeine intake. A little caffeine actually is greater for confidence and lifting your mood. Cut back on the booze. Alcohol will also work against you since there are more calories in there. Yes, Choriako. Make it a point to get yourself a good book on nutrition to learn how your body processes the food you eat. Learn about the ATP cycle and how muscles respond to different forms of exercise. Learn about the use of proteins, fats, carbohydrates in your body and how you're stored. Uh, just to hint you up on a secret, on an alpha secret that is, if you just diet without exercising, you'll probably end up gaining more weight. Most people don't realize that, but um, eating fewer meals means that you're teaching your body that it can't know when the next recharge is going to come. So your metabolism slows down to constipate, holding on to resources. You burn calories slower. I've learned this the hard way, trust me. However, if you eat more frequently, but uh, smaller amounts of calories, you will train your metabolism that um, it doesn't have to worry about the next meal. And it can keep burning energy all the time because a snack is always just around the corner. Remember, hunger does not also make you lose weight. It just tells your body system that you are in a famine mode and it needs to hold on to what it's got. The optimum plan is to exercise and diet for maximum benefits. One doesn't work without the other. Thank you for listening. This is jfm.org where we speak music. To download the About You podcast, go onto our website on www.jfm.org and you can get all this juicy content. You can also listen in to our other podcasts via our mobile app. I'm Jamal Abdallah and this is about you.